Welcome. This is History, your inaugural Pewter Pirate Podcast. I'm Mike Neighbors with my partner Roy Cummings. Kind of sounds like a tongue twister, like Peter Piper picked a pair of pickles in Pewter Pirate Podcast. But we're going to give this a shot. We're here at One Buck Place, and this is a very exciting NFL draft for so many teams, especially the Bucks at number seven. And we want to give our subscribers and our fan base here at pewterpirates.com, we appreciate you signing up for the website. We're really going to expand for the NFL draft as we've done this month. But Roy, a lot of uh, guessing right now on what the Bucks are going to do. Yeah, it, it always is a guessing game going into the draft, and uh, but it seems like uh, right now everybody see, seems to be zeroed in on one guy. I don't know if it's because uh, we're in Florida and everybody likes Florida State, but I keep hearing Derwin James' yeah. name. Uh, he's the guess right now uh, of most of the pundits, so to speak. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if that happens. I, I'm not so sure that's going to be the case. Now, if our loyal subscribers have paid attention, we've done four draft shows, and we have a theme going is called seven for seven seven shows in the month of april in honor of the bucks seven picks in this draft and they have the seventh overall pick and i wrote a blog and roy weighed in on who he thinks the bucks are going to take now a lot of things can happen we don't know who's going to be there at number seven we're kind of assuming though if barkley's not there if bradley chubb's not there and if quentin nelson's not there you're probably going to have a lot of people calling you if you're jason light but if they stay at that position you're going to have people like Derwin James or Denzel Ward, but we're thinking Minka Fitzpatrick would be very intriguing at that pick. Yeah, if you stay at number seven, and and a lot can happen, obviously, but if they stay at number seven, Minka Fitzpatrick seems to make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, he's the guy that I picked in one of our previous shows for the Bucks uh, at that spot. I just like the intangibles. I'm thinking if, if... and because they all are, Derwin James, Denzel Ward, Mika Fitzpatrick, in terms of how they play on the field, it's kind of all the same. Um, what I like about Minka Fitzpatrick, he's a little bit more versatile. You can do a few things with him. He can step in and play slot corner right now. He can play off the edge. He can play in the box. He's a safety that you can do a lot of different things with, play a little cornerback. So I like him. I like his versatility, and I like the leadership that he brings. He comes, obviously, from a championship-caliber program. I think that's something they need to bring into this locker room. I like the intangibles of that guy, but I'm still not convinced that he's going to be the pick either. Jason Line is never boring in the NFL draft. I mean, he's very aggressive, and he's had a lot of success compared to free agency. And it's going to be very interesting to see what he does with the selection because – this draft is, is really like none we've seen in recent history with the quarterbacks. There's not a dominant quarterback like an Andrew Luck. I mean, Baker Mayfield may go one, but that's not a given either. So to me, you've covered a lot of drafts. I mean, how does this compare to a lot of drafts you've covered? You know, to me, it's, it's very similar to last year's draft with the quarterbacks because you've got a lot of bodies there that are probably not ready to step in and help a team in the NFL right now. They're going to need a year or two of seasoning. Now, sometimes you put a guy in there and he does just fine, but usually you've got a pretty good team around him. I'm just not sure that whether it's Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, I'm just not sure that those guys are really ready to step in and play and play their best right now. Um, I think there are other players who, who early on in this draft could be taken and help you immediately. Chubb is one of them. Bradley Chubb, obviously. Saquon Barkley, I think, steps right in and is an impact player. Um, some of the cornerbacks and, and safeties that we've already mentioned. Quentin Nelson is a guy who can step in right away and help you probably more than these quarterbacks. But there's such an overrated you know, caliber uh, on these quarterbacks that you're going to see somebody step up and take them. And this is an opportunity for the Bucks. They're missing their third-round pick right now because they gave it up to get Jason Pierre-Paul. A way to recoup that pick is to sit there at number seven and hope that one of those quarterbacks – whether it's Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, whoever is sitting there and some team, whether it's Buffalo, Miami, Arizona, New England maybe, see somebody they want and you got an opportunity to move down. That would make 
that would help this team a lot because they got to get a third. They don't have to, but I know they'd like to get that third round pick back. The interesting thing is, I think Bar- Saquon Barkley is going to be gone. Bradley Chubb is going to be gone by the time the Bucks pick. I firmly believe that. We say that. Right. You say that yeah. now, but yeah. you know, last year at this time, right? Everybody so well. You, there's no way in the world OJ <laughs> Howard's going to be there for the Bucks. So what do you think they're going to do? Guess what? Eleventh pick came around, and OJ Howard was there for the Bucks. That's true. And and in New Orleans, Marshawn Lattimore, they didn't expect him to be there. They were right. thinking Patrick Mahomes. They were going to get it back up for Breeze. Look, I like debate on these podcasts, Roy Cummings. You know, I covered the New Orleans Saints for a long time, and I remember they talked about this generational running back named Reggie Bush, the best guy we've seen since Gale Sayers. He does all these things. Yeah. I think Saquon Barkley is obviously going to be good. You would think. You don't know if he's going to be great, but he would be at worst probably good in yeah. the NFL. But to me, that's always dangerous when you get the generational tag. And Quentin Nelson kind of has that too. I always think that's why being a general manager in the NFL is so hard because all these guys are can't miss until they do. Right. Yeah, uh-huh. you're right. Yeah, they can't miss until they do. And, you know, you just mentioned something about Saquon Barkley, who, look, I think right now the consensus is that he's going to go number two to the Giants. If he's good enough to go number two to the Giants, he's good enough to go number one to the Browns. And the reason I think the Browns would be really smart to start this draft off and upset everybody's draft, you know, their, their, their mock drafts right off the bat, take Saquon Barkley with the first pick. You know why? The Jacksonville Jaguars proved last year that take, all you need is a good running game, a good defense, and a, and a moderate, a decent quarterback, not even a decent quarterback, just an average, below average quarterback. You can get to the playoffs with that. If you've got a decent running game and a decent defense, if the Browns take Barkley with the first pick and Bradley Chubb with their fourth pick, all of a sudden they've got a good defense. They got great guys coming off the edge. They got a solid running game. They could go out there with a quarterback who's just managing the game and probably win eight, nine games. That could get them in the playoffs. We've been working together too long because I think if I'm the Browns and their history with quarterbacks, I'm taking Barkley one and I'm taking Chubb four. And, and then, you know, you can have a serviceable quarterback. They already have Jarvis Landry, yep. you know, and, and they have some good pieces on that defense. I think you take the two gimmies and then you take your chances with the quarterbacks. Why? And I love Baker Mayfield's story. But, Roy, there are no sure quarterbacks in this draft. I mean, there's not an Andrew Luck or a Cam Newton where you feel like, you know what, this guy's definitely going to be a starting quarterback. All these guys have question marks. Right, they do. And, and you know what? That's one of the reasons the Bucks are kind of sitting back a little bit, kind of putting their hands behind their heads and saying, Yep, we got our guy. <laughs> now, like, look, obviously, uh, you know, uh, Jameis Winston is not a complete product. He's yeah. not a finished product by any stretch of the imagination. But at the end of the day, they know who their quarterback's going to be. There's there's a half dozen, maybe eight teams in the NFL right now who still don't know who their quarterback's going to be. And some of them are going after guys today in this draft that they're not sure he's going to be a guy that they think he's going to be. They hope, but they don't know for sure. Well put, my friend. Well, listen, the draft is less than an hour away. We want to release our first ever Pewter Pirates podcast. We're going to have it covered for you here at One Buck Place. We're going to have podcasts after every pick. We're going to have vlogs on our pewterpirates.com website, something no other website has covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we have it covered for you. So for Roy Cummings, I'm Mike Neighbors. Until the next podcast, we'll talk to you down the road.